This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I'm Ed Milet, and today I think is going to be the number one downloaded show I've ever done of my own content because of the topic. Here's today's topic. How to build something great. How to create a movement. And when I say that, I'm really talking about multiple areas. This could be how to build a great church, how to build a great business, how to build a great family, how to build a great Boy Scout troop, Girl Scout troop, any movement you want to build. Anything great has the elements we're going to cover today. There's a lot of detail here and hopefully some inspiration for you as well. So, you know, there's a great book I read long time ago. I'm going to show my age here called Selling the Dream by a guy named Guy Kawasaki. And what it really was is Guy Kawasaki was the guy that kind of helped market Macintosh way back in the day for Apple. And it was a study of the history of Apple. And basically his contention was that all great movements, I think all great families, all great churches, all great everything, sell the dream. The leader of that enterprise is almost evangelical, almost like a preacher um, evangelizing for their cause. You know, great businesses, those of you that are business people, great businesses have a cult-like following, have a religious-like following. It's something that all great movements have. Apple has it. The great fitness companies that you think of. Any company you know that's really flourishing has kind of raving fans. And a level past that is almost cult-like and religious-like followers. They believe that deeply. I and mean, by the way, I don't mean that in a sacrilegious way, like they believe in it more than they believe in God. You know exactly what I mean when I say that. Deep, raving fans. And those followings are led by evangelists. All great business people. I think all great dads, all great moms should be evangelical about their family. All great business leaders should be evangelists, constantly touting the greatness of your family, the greatness of where you're going, the greatness of your company. For whatever prism you're listening today through, or whatever filter, whether you're listening to this and you want to be a better mother, a better father, a better pastor, a better business leader, a better entrepreneur, I think these things we're going to talk about today are going to rock your world, absolutely. And so how do you build a religious cult-like following in your business, and how do you become more evangelical about your cause? I want you to write these three things down right now as a dad, as a mother, and as a business leader. Dream, crusade, recognition. These are the three pillars of building anything great. Great evangelists, great leaders and families are constantly selling the dream. Mom's selling the dream. Here's where we're going as a family. We're amazing. We're going to do something great. It's going to be a great day. Great business leaders. Here's where the company's going. This is what we're going to accomplish. This is the vision. This is the future. This is the road we're heading down. This is how amazing it's going to be. See, great leaders always sell the dream. Leaders must have vision because of your position. Just by being a position of a leader, you are in front of everybody, aren't you? which means your point of view should be different. You can see things they can't see. Your job as a leader is to say, here's what I see. This is how amazing it is, and this is how we're going to get there. So great leaders, like that book said, sell the dream constantly. Great entrepreneurs are constantly conscious of selling the dream to their employees, to their clients, to their vendors, to potential clients, to people they sell, to people they do business with, to people in the warehouse, no matter what your business is, I don't care what it is, always be selling the dream. Listen to me, always be selling the dream and do it repetitiously. Don't get tired of saying the same things over and over again. See, business is not about saying new things to old people. Business is about saying old things to new people. So constantly be selling the dream. As a mother or father, you want to turn your family around? You want to raise great kids? Sell them the dream on the future. Sell them where they're going. Sell them where your family's going. All the time, sell the dream, sell the dream, sell the dream. Second element is crusade. If you're going to build a cult-like and religious-like following in your business, for example, your crusade, constantly be messaging your crusade, your cause, your mission. 
These are all in that same thing of the difference you make in the world, the contribution you make. You must be messaging it all the time. We're making a difference. This is our cause. This is our mission. This is our crusade. These are the two big messages that all great entrepreneurs that are evangelical create. They're constantly selling the dream, constantly selling the crusade. This creates a culture. All your systems, all your messages, all your marketing, all your social media, everything you do is about dream and crusade. You want to create an infectious environment in your company? You get on fire about selling the dream. I don't care if you're a two-person dry cleaners. You sell the dream of having four. You sell the dream of making 10 of them or 20 of them. And you have a crusade about it. We do the best job. We get clothes the cleanest. We're meticulous. We take it to a level nobody else does. We care. We make a difference. We help people make more money because they're sharper dressed in our clothes. I don't care what your business is. If you make sandwiches, the crusade of being the best and eat, them eating healthy or them enjoying it or bringing passion to people's lives or pleasure to their lives, talk about your crusade and your mission. If you're in the financial business or the real estate business or the fitness business, I don't care the tech business. What's the dream? What's the crusade? what's the mission and sell it over and over and over again this is how we build a following and then lastly recognition always be recognizing people always be holding people up always acknowledge people that are performing at a high level build an environment where you're recognizing people all the time so that people want to rise up you know if you have an environment of recognition all the time that the people who aren't being recognized see the ones who are and want that to happen so recognition elevates the company elevates your vendors elevates your clients by the way, what do you do to recognize your clients? What do you do in your business to recognize your clients? What do you do to recognize your recruits? What do you do to recognize your employees? What do you do to recognize your vendors? What do you do to recognize your assistant? What do you do to recognize people? How great are you at recognizing people? Right? And if you, you show me a leader who sells the dream, who's got an unbelievable crusade, who's got recognition in place, I'm going to assume you have systems in place because you can't function without those as an entrepreneur. But the separator between the good and the great the extraordinary companies, the movements, the systems are not the separator. The systems are fundamentals to even get in the game. But once you're in the game, how good is your dream selling? How repetitious is it? How believable is it? How big is it? And by the way, on selling the dream, you have to sell a big enough dream to people that everybody's dreams who come in contact with you can fit inside the one you're selling. Do you do that? Are you cognizant of selling it big enough that everybody listening to you, whoever that crowd is, their dream can fit inside the one you're selling? Your crusade and mission, is it emotional? Is it compelling? Do you hold up evidence of it? What do you do to reinforce it? Do you, on a regular basis, hold up success stories? Do you reinforce it with the stories you've had? Do you reinforce it with the message you have? Do you reinforce it with your own behavior? So how well do you reinforce the cause, the mission, the crusade of your business? And then how do you do with recognizing people? Do you have an environment full of recognition and enthusiasm and winning and progress happening all the time? Do you constantly find ways and reasons to recognize the people you work with and your clients? As a mother or a father, how good are you at selling the dream of your family? We're special. We're a great family. We do great things for people. We're going to win in our lives. We're going to travel the world. We're going to make a difference. Then they get to the crusade. This is the kind of family we are. We serve people. we got a mission as a family. We're about making a difference in the world. We're special. We're givers. Do you do that? And do you recognize people? Man, you look beautiful today. You look amazing. Great job on your test. I'm so proud of you. You're my favorite. Do you do things all the time to recognize your children and your spouse? How good are you at that? Like, just take a step back and breathe for a second. When's the last time you recognize your spouse? And do you do it repetitiously and regularly all the time where it's infectious? Do you recognize your children? Do you recognize your parents or your siblings? How good are you at just, I love you, I believe in you? Do you call them, do you text them, do you write handwritten notes, do you hug them? 
Do you just have an environment of recognition in your household? See, I think a great family's got a dream, a great family's got a mission and a cause, and a great family recognizes each other. That's what a great church does, is what a great football team does, is what a great business does. The most powerful force in the history of the world is religion, right? And I'm not talking about building something that's as important as someone finding God, but I am talking about building the same elements. See, Rick Warren in The Purpose Driven Life wrote this great book, well, the best-selling book of all time other than the Bible. And in that book, he lists five things that are sort of the keys, purposes to a religion. Right? I thought it was interesting. So I'm going to give you what those five keys were because I think they apply to business. I think they apply to family. So we're going to listen to Rick Warren's five things. I'm going to give them to you right now. And then I'm going to tell you they apply to business for you being evangelical and creating a religious cult-like following for your company and your products, which is what you all want. So those five things are fellowship. Two, discipleship and education. Three, worship. Four, ministry and service. And five, evangelization. These are the five purposes of religion that he lists in the purpose-driven life. So how does that apply to business? Let's start with fellowship. You want to create fellowship in your business. You want to create a community-type environment for your clients and the people that work with you because people want to belong in life. Number one need for human beings is the need to belong. So if you're not creating that in the atmosphere around your company. Again, if it's a dry cleaners, what do you do when they walk in to make them feel like they're a part of a community? Things you say, things you give them, signs that are on the wall. It begins to build a community. If you have a financial services business or a real estate business or a tech business or a nutrition business, what are you doing to build community around your business? Could that be your social media, your website, your environment, the workplace, the things you mail to your clients thanking them? What are you doing to build community or fellowship in your business? Number two is discipleship or education. What are you doing to build disciples, which means what does your company believe in? What did it stand for? What's the action that you want to give them? The way you build people who are raving fans and followers is they know what you stand for. They know what you believe in. They know what your mission is. This is the way that you begin to build sort of disciple type following. And then the second thing is education. Every business can be teaching somebody something, and that's another way you build raving fans and building disciples is by teaching them something. So your business ought to have an educational slant to it in some way. You need to be thinking through how you begin to create that in your business by teaching people things. And that could be just a value proposition. It could be something you stand for. It could be something you mail them, something you teach them. But it begins to build discipleship and education in your business. The third purpose of religion that Rick lists is worship. And we do want people to kind of be in our presence in our business being that in love with who we are and what we do. In religion, they worship a creator. In your business, they're going to worship your cause and your mission and what you stand for. And so it's got to be constantly messaged all the time. In some way, shape, or form, worship is a strong word for really believe. Strong word is to really be connected. Strong word to believe that you're different and unique and special and cause-oriented. People want to be a part of a movement, just so you know, even as a consumer. That's why you see people wear the t-shirts of different brands. Anything they can do to say, I belong here, and I belong here because I worship or I believe in the cause. I believe in the mission. I believe in what this company stands for. That could be what the leader stands for, the product stands for, the delivery stands for, the industry stands for, but they need to know what you stand for. Four is ministry and service is one of the purposes that Rick lists for religion, and that's also true for a business. Businesses exist to solve a problem. Your messaging needs to all the time be about the service that you do because it's how you mobilize people. 
you mobilize people around that mission. You're going to hear the common theme here of dream, mission, and recognition. And inside this, what are you doing to recognize the people that are in your service? For example, in a church, if you've ever been to a church, there are people who get identified roles, don't they? There's the pastor or the priest or the rabbi, etc., and whatever the religion is. There's also the ushers. There's the people who do the sign-ins. There's the people who lead worship service, who play the music. These are forms of recognition inside the organization. What are you doing to recognize your client? What are you doing to recognize your colleagues, recognize your recruits at every level, all the time? This is how we begin to build this part of the element of our cult-like religious following. And then lastly, evangelization. Think about all the people who you maybe think are some of the best business people or most influential people you know. Everybody from, and they're different. Think about this, from Martin Luther King to Oprah Winfrey to Mark Cuban to Steve Jobs to Mark Zuckerberg to Elon Musk to the guy I see on TV all the time. You've seen this guy with the pillow, my pillow, the guy with the mustache and the blue shirt and the cross. I don't even know the guy's name, but he's like evangelical for his cause of why his pillow will help you sleep better. And he repeats it over and over and over again. This is a part of building that religious cult-like following is being evangelical about your company all the time. What do they all have in common? Because they're all different people. Maybe you look at me this way. Maybe it's one of your favorite business leaders, right? One of your favorite influencers. They have that element. We all look different. We all talk different. But we all had a cause that we preached over and over again. And by the way, no, in no way, shape, or form am I equating the My Pillow guy with my hero Martin Luther King, or am I equating Oprah Winfrey with myself? My point is, is that any great leader, I'm talking about the best restaurant in your town, there's an experience when you go in there. And that's the part of it I want you to understand. There's got to be an experience in your family to make it special. There's got to be an experience of being in that household, whether it's where you go or the, the environment in your home or just the spirit that's inside your home. That's an experience. People want to have a great experience that they do business with, right? So what experience are you creating? When they walk in your restaurant, how do they feel? From the very beginning they meet with you to the end of their meal, what's the experience that you want them to have? In your business, the transaction they make, if you're, say, in the financial services business, what's the experience that you want them to have? Think that through for a minute. From the minute they meet you through their entire lifetime with you, what's the experience feel like? Because if you want referrals, which is what you say you want, you want new people, people refer people when the experience is blissful, when the experience is amazing, when the experience is unique. Think about the places or businesses you do business with right now that you love the most. Your favorite restaurant, your favorite clothing brand, your favorite uh, influencer on social media. Hopefully me, right? So what's the experience like? How do they make you feel when you're in their restaurant, when you're consuming their protein product? And maybe that whole experience is how you order it, how you buy it, the note they write you. My friend Andy Fursella, my business partner, they're so specific at first form, but when you buy that product, everybody gets a handwritten note. There's an experience that's different than just getting it shipped to you. They're creative and how they make people feel, even if it's in a benign transaction, like a dry cleaners, right? Like a sandwich shop. But it's really important in every business to just make the experience of doing business with you slightly different and more enjoyable and pleasurable than everybody else. In today's world, what distinguishes you more than anything is the experience. It's all the things we've talked about. It's the dream, it's the cause, it's the crusade, it's the recognition. It's all of that wrapped up in what's the experience that people are having when they're with us. Because that's what they will recommend to people is the experience. What makes a great family is the experience day to day of that family. It's never perfect, 
right? There's ups and downs, but what's the spirit and experience in that family as a mother, what you're creating? What's the experience you're creating as a father for your family? As a business leader, what's the experience? As a pastor of a church, what's the experience there from when they walk in to when they walk out to when they get home and you connect with them through social media or however you connect with them? What's the experience of doing business with you? These are the elements of creating a movement, of creating anything great. These are the ways I believe that you create a great family, a great baseball team, a great Girl Scout troop, Boy Scout troop, church or business. These are the elements that create that kind of following and that greatness about what you're doing. You can do something great with your life. You were born to do something great with your life. Yes, you. Drive it in your car right now, having that bad day. On the treadmill right now, man, just things aren't going the way you want right now. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube going like, hey, man, I don't even have a business right now. I'm not even sure I am a good dad. I haven't, it doesn't matter. Your past does not equal your future. You were put here to do something great in big ways and small ways. You're supposed to help other people. You're supposed to make a difference. You matter. Listen to me. You matter. Your past does not equal your future. Here's the good news. Your present doesn't equal your future either. You're capable at any time of turning your life around. And if no one's reminded you lately, let me remind you. You're supposed to do something great. You're called to greatness. You're called to something higher than where you are right now. And it's some of these elements that matter in doing it. But more than anything, what matters is you knowing it. You know in your favor. You know you can do something great. You know you're not out of time. You know you can turn your life around. I know it. Now you need to know it. In fact, you need to know it deeply because it's true. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. You can do something great with your life. I'm always here, by the way, to help you do it, to inspire you, but most importantly, probably, to give you the tools to do it. I wouldn't be spending my time for free with millions of people if I didn't think each and every one of you were capable of doing something great with your life. I do this because there's this little part of me that hopes in the, I'm looking at the Pacific Ocean out here. If I'm a drop of water in the ocean of your life that helps you create a wave that makes a difference in the world, I'd love to be that drop of water in the wave of your life. And I know you can be that wave. I know you can transform your own life and other people's lives at the same time. I hope you hear me on that. I mean it sincerely. In any event, I hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey, listen, if you're watching this on YouTube, you need to get the audio version. Go click on iTunes or Spotify. You got to get it or my website. There's different content there. If you're listening to this right now, go get on my YouTube channel and subscribe to that so you can see some of this stuff as well. And I want to remind you, I so deeply want to connect with you. For me to be that drop of water in the ocean of your life, it's just that little thing. I got to know more about you and I want to connect with you more deeply. This is my life's work now, everybody, and I love it. And so I'd ask you to participate in the Max Out 2-Minute Drill, which is every day on Instagram. I run the Max Out 2-Minute Drill. I usually post, I'll give you a tip, around 7.30 a.m. Pacific to 8 a.m., somewhere in that window. And if you just have your notifications on, you'll know. If you make a comment in the first two minutes, every day I do a drawing, I pick a winner every day. From everybody who makes a comment in the first two minutes, we pick a winner. They get a coaching call with me or my guests, or they get uh, tickets to one of my speaking events, my book, Max Out gear, hats, shirts, leggings, whatever every single day. So turn your notifications on, make a comment in the first two minutes and you've got a chance every day to win. I read the comments because I want to know how to help you. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you're going through. I want to hear about your wins as well. The other thing is if you miss the first two minutes, remember this, you can just make a comment at any time during the day as long as you do it every day. So if you miss the first two minutes, it could be five hours later. Make a comment as long as you do that on every post every day, five, six days a week when I post. Then we pick a winner at the end of the week from someone who's just posted every day, no matter what the time is. So we pick a winner there. Two ways to win. In any event, I hope today's program helped you. Max out, and God bless you. This is The Ed Myron Show.